Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Eat Local New York podcast. In this week's episode, I am actually down in Beacon, New York, on location, chatting with my friends from the Beacon Bread Company. I uh, just got back from a short vacation that I took to Las Vegas with uh, some some family members and had a great time out there for a few days. And on my way down, I was flying out of New York City, and on my way down, I stopped in Beacon, New York, and got to go and do a photo shoot with our friends at the Beacon Bread Company, who is on the Eat Local New York card. And, uh, you know, if you're listening to this and you don't know, restaurants who are on the Eat Local New York card, businesses that are on the Eat Local New York card, we do a lot of stuff for free for them. Um, as a matter of fact, on that side of our business, everything we do for restaurants or eateries or cafes or whatever is free of charge. They could join the card for free, and as a, as a mem- part of being a member of the Eat Local New York card, they get free photo shoots every now and again. We'll do a little free promotional video for them. The posts we make about them on our social accounts that we, we don't charge for, which, you know, depending on who you are and where you're listening to this from, that's that's a big deal. Um, in the grand scheme of the social media world, we're a very small blip on the radar. We have 20,000 followers, and while, in, again, in the grand scheme of things, that's nothing, for um, for us, it's a big deal. Here in central New York, let's just say that's a really big deal. Maybe it's not a big deal in New York City or Buffalo, uh, where there's bigger Instagram promoters and foodies and all that kind of stuff, but here it's, it's a really big deal. And so, um, and we can reach a lot of people with a post. And, you know, in big markets, uh, Instagrammers, content creators, social media influencers are getting paid um, well. They're getting paid a lot of money to make posts for these businesses, for these restaurants. Um, uh, Why am I saying that? Because it's a big deal that we post for free for restaurants who are on the card. And we do that really intentionally. We started this business to help promote locally owned eateries, drinkeries in New York State and we didn't want to start a business where we just made a ton of money off of these restaurants. I really specifically wanted to be able to help them for free. And if you listen to the podcast, you've heard that story a bunch. So I'm not going to go back through it of how we got started. Um, but having said that, that's one of the reasons what led me to the Beacon Bread Company uh, to record this podcast and do the photo shoot. And I'm really glad I did. Um, the theme that's... that's, that's uh, Similar between this podcast and my trip to Las Vegas are, I'm going to talk to you central New Yorkers and and mainly you, and really central New York as a whole, but especially here in Syracuse. And, and really I'd say any small town, small city, wherever you're listening to this from, uh, in New York State, especially if you're a restaurant owner uh, or an owner of a business in the food service industry. Going down to Beacon, I was, uh, it's a small town, you know, right, you know, Hudson River town, uh, gorgeous little village. And um, going into the bread company, not only is it a cool little, you know, cool spot on the one side where the bakery is, um, you know, old school feel to it, really good merch, great coffee, great, you know, pastries. Um, they graciously gave me a cup of coffee and a baguette on my way out. And I got to say that baguette was amazing. So it was the coffee. And then you walk through and, uh, you know, they have, it's basically two separate spaces, but you walk through a cutout and on that side is this gorgeous restaurant, a uh, gorgeous little bar, 
Um, really, everything was just very pretty in there. Uh, and then they started to bring the food out for the photo shoot, and you know, I did the chicken. When you go to my Instagram, go to Beacon Bread Company's Instagram, go look. Uh, the the chicken and waffles was just a great dish. <laughs> I I didn't try it, but I can tell you it, it was just an amazing dish. It's not your typical chicken and waffles. It was like this thin. It reminded me of like the Waffle House waffle, which that's a compliment. But like this thin waffle. So many times people do chicken and waffles, and they do this crazy over the top uh, Belgian waffle, and then they it's just like this really fatty, unhealthy chicken and waffles is what everybody thinks. And not that this was necessarily a healthy dish, I'm sure. Uh, just go to our Instagram account and you'll see the picture when we post it here in a couple days. But it was just a new take on it. The the cocktails were great. It was an espresso martini that actually had espresso in it and not just espresso-flavored vodka. I, I don't know. It was just going there, and then I went to Vegas, and you know a lot of some of the meals, like we ate at Shake Shack, and that's not really anything innovative, although it's good. But we went to uh, Roy Choi's best friend. Now, I know this is a, a you know a celebrity chef inside of a casino restaurant. They've got millions of dollars behind them, but that restaurant was really inspiring too. It was, you know, like a '90s to early 2000s hip hop throwback DJ playing great music, spinning records during the whole service. Waiters are wearing black uh, Adidas track suits. You know, with like a, a black fanny pack slung over their shoulder. Um, great, obviously amazing, killer, great food. Some of the best food, the koji beef tacos, the kimchi fried rice. Um, their desserts went out of this world. The drink, I mean, just the whole vibe there was killer. You know, you walk in and it's kind of like in, you're in this like candy shop liquor store sort of a thing with a bar. And then you walk through what they're trying to make it look like the walk-in door, you know, thing and you're in the restaurant just a cool vibe cool atmosphere crazy good everything um and then we went to this spot this local spot in vegas called uh raging tacos i actually had diego the owner on the podcast that we recorded while we were out there that's gonna come out next week but had the tacos the tacos were amazing this food truck over in fremont and uh you know the tacos i had it's like two corn tortillas cheese sandwich melted cheese in the middle which you know what it was just what I'm trying to say is we went through all these crazy details. What I'm trying to say is this is that in Beacon and Vegas, I had these great experiences with food, seeing new concepts, new takes on old, you know, familiar dishes, new food that I hadn't, you know, heard of before or tried before. And I had this. Uh, I think it's called a Roy Chalata. It's just basically you take a beer, you order a beer at, at Best Friend, and then you do the Roy Chalata or whatever it is. You you do it's like got kimchi juice and lime juice and tahini, and it's just really good. And you pour your beer in it. Uh, it just I saw all these innovative concepts, and and here's what I'm getting to. I'm in Vegas, I'm in Beacon. I see all these innovative concepts. I see these new takes on old things. I see new ways of doing things that I haven't seen done before. And then I think back to, I'm going to complain here for a second. I think back to being here in, in Syracuse and in central New York where I'm listening to restaurant owners complain about how incredibly slow business is right now. And if you don't know, then know this. Probably 90%, that's high, but let's say it's 90% of the locally owned restaurant owners in Syracuse that I'm talking to right now are dying. They're not slow. They're dying. Dying. 
It's the first of the year. Business is always slow at the first of the year around here. The weather sucks. People stop going out when we get a shit ton of snow or when it's extremely cold. Okay? Uh, that's hurting them. Uh, Omicron had been surging, 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 surging for the last month, month and a half. That made them really slow. All of these things, there's all these contributing factors that are making restaurants incredibly slow. And for a lot of these small businesses, guys, they don't have 50 grand in a bank waiting for the rainy day. They don't have 10 grand. They don't have a, you know, some of them, they hardly have a few thousand dollars in the bank for a rainy day. Now, whatever, you know, okay, whatever your thoughts and opinions, I have my own on that. But the fact of the matter is that they are extremely slow. And they're on the verge of going out of business. And they're freaking out. They don't know how to make it. How do I get more customers in my door? You know, we do marketing for a number of restaurants. One of those restaurants just let us go because they're so slow. It was a stupid move on their part, but they made that decision. Um, wasn't for, you know, for whatever. So what am I trying to say? Well, first thing I'm going to say is if you're a consumer listening to this, please go out and order food more often. Go hit up your local spot. Hit up your local coffee shop, your local restaurant. Order takeout or delivery if you're freaked out about COVID. If you can afford to do so, order out, eat local more often, please, especially right now. They all need your support. Um, the government, you know, the restaurant, you know, two years ago when COVID first hit and everything shut down, the government and everybody was saying, you got to support local. You got to support local. Here, the government was saying, here's billions and trillions of dollars we're going to give to local businesses to help them get through these tough times. Personally, I hated that. I don't want to see the government give businesses free money. I think it's a bad, bad, bad mistake. Um, but they were doing that. And everybody was screaming, go out and support local. Go out and support local. Go out and support local. We're not hearing that message right now. And we desperately need to. Um, so that's the first thing that I'm going to say. The second thing I'm going to say is, if you're one of these restaurant owners, business owners that's suffering, please, for the love of God, stop moping around, acting like, woe is me, everything's happened to me, I don't know what I'm going to do. Get off your butt, get on the computer, go out to another restaurant, go to a different town, go see what other people are doing and find a new thing to do that you can make, a new dish to make, a new drink to make, a special item to bring people in. Don't let it be stupid. Don't switch your concept and change your brand. Don't start offering some big discounted item because that's not going to work. Find creative ways to run your business. If you can't find creative ways to alter your business to save money, then come up with a new con concept that fits a new menu item, drink, whatever it is. When that's what I mean when I say concept, that fits your brand, that can bring people in, that will get a lot of attention on social media. I have a client who came out with a new uh, flight board cocktail dessert thing, and bam, tons of Facebook attention. More customers are coming in. So come up with something new. That is what will work. Uh, that may have sounded a little harsh. All I'm trying to say is I'm just, you know, it's tough. I do not envy anyone that is a restaurant owner right now. Um, but I'm talking to too many of them that are, have given up, like the first sign of hard times, and they just threw in the towel, put on their pajamas, and sat on the couch. You've, if you're going to be in this business, you have to fight. You have to do something interesting. 
to get people to come in. Please. Please, 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 please. Um, that's it. <laughs> that's all I have to say for this episode, uh, for this intro. I'm really excited. I got to sit down uh, with this couple and ch- talk to them. Um, really interesting to see what a different restaurant owner is doing in a different part of the state. And I hope you enjoy it. And if you're listening to this, uh, make sure you check out the Beacon Bread Company. At the very least, if you're not in the area and you don't plan on getting down there, then go on social media and give them a follow and support them that way. Well, without further ado, here is this week's podcast. It's funny you say that when some of these bloggers come in and they're these beautiful people and they order all this food. Yeah. And they'll take pictures, take one one or two bites, and then when they bring back the food to the kitchen to throw it out the servers, and I'll look at the plates. I'm like, did they not like it? What's going on? Why didn't they eat their food? And they're like, no, no, they were just taking pictures. They're yeah. bloggers. So hmm. I guess that's a new way of uh, yeah. accepting that because that would drive me crazy. People I mean, just, eat with their eyes now, less yeah. calories. Seeing the food go back and you just can't oh. help but to worry. But then in reality, it's yeah. someone that weighs 90 pounds soaking wet, right. you know? You know, my philosophy, when I, if I'm going to go out and uh, feature a restaurant and, like, really try and do something on them, then, which I, in the past, we haven't really done a whole lot of effort. Like, usually it's just we go out to eat, we take a picture, and we're good. Now we're trying to, we're going to start doing a lot more blogs. So we're doing a lot more in-depth stuff at restaurants. I just go multiple times and, you know, have dinner, have lunch, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine, a buddy of mine writes for a, 55 plus like retiree magazine and I went with him to one of the restaurants and he orders like 10 different items on the menu and just samples a little bit of everything I'm like I can't do that you know I'm not gonna I don't want to waste the food I don't want to send it back because I know I know the chef in the back or the owner is gonna be like what the hell is going on (laughs) oh that's kind of you though that's sweet so we go back we learn to embrace it yeah now do you get a lot of because uh, I was just having a conversation with a popular restaurant in Syracuse, but do you get a lot of Instagrammers or like food bloggers or people hitting you up to come in and do a feature or collaborate on something? Well, we haven't really gotten much um, people contacting us about you know collaborating or stuff. Yeah, I think a lot of them um, just come in. We'll start taking pictures of the the food, and I see a lot of the blogging is is become how do you say a a spur of the moment thing yeah where they want to make themselves like hey we're out and about and they make it seem like an event rather than a a photo shoot or a Mm. blog or something like that so but we do get a bunch of them and it's funny lena's uh you know we 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 could tell who the bloggers are when they come in and you you could tell (laughs) by their small entourage their ethnicity you know we know (laughs) We know when the Asians come in, they blog. They put oh, their yeah. shit on social media and they hit it hard. <laughs> and so when we get the Koreans, we're like, yeah, we're trending. We start high-fiving each other in the back. It's great. We love them all. We love all our customers, especially the ones that are using their platform to help yeah. us. That's it awesome. really means a lot to us when they do that, and it helps our business. Because when we go out, we rely on what people are blogging about when we make our way to Philly or Portland, Maine, and we want to mm-hmm. eat. We're looking at Instagram. Yeah. Before we're looking at the menu, like, okay, sure. we want that. Yeah. So 
yeah to us it means everything we hope that more would reach out to us and say hey listen let's collaborate we'd mm. we'd put a spread out food out for them like th- they were kings and queens yeah but if they do it on their own you know that's welcoming too there's um so there's a restaurant in syracuse it's my favorite restaurant it's called amano and uh i always say that they do real italian because the um two, the two main chefs lived in italy and traveled europe for like almost a year uh, right before they moved to Syracuse and opened up this restaurant. Nice. So, you know, every other place, it's Italian-American, right? There's chicken parm is like the staple. Yeah. You know, Which that is good. Yeah, it, it's good. <laughs> Italian-American. But you're not going to... Have you ever heard of Chicken Ricky's? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Chicken Ricky's is like a Utica thing. It's basically like... Uh, a darker red vodka sauce, essentially. Mm. Um, it's really spicy. It's rigatoni, you know, chicken. Ricky. Some places put black olives in it. Some places put banana peppers, cherry. Just everybody has their different version of it. But it's like the quintessential New York, sta- upstate New York, Italian American dish. And the owner chicken said, mm. the chicken owner Ricky's. said, you will never find it on his menu ever, ever, ever. And he's, you know. So he's real Italian is what I call him. Nice. But I went in there once for dinner. He knew, you know, who I was from Eat Local. Um, I'd never been in there before. I'd never met him, but I didn't make a reservation. So my wife and I just went for dinner. And he saw us. He came out. He said hi. As we were leaving, he walked back out of the kitchen, walked up to me, shook my hand, said, if you ever come into my fucking restaurant without a reservation again I'm going to kill you oh (laughs) nice but now whenever we go we make a reservation but he like the hospitality he'll send out five different things that we didn't order you know because he knows we're going to post about them yeah Yeah. Um, it's the only restaurant in Syracuse that does that though and so that's why I'm asking that question because I was a real popular vegan restaurant in Syracuse just started getting DMs from tiny Instagram accounts saying we'd love to collab and the mindset from restaurant owners in upstate is they're just wanting free food I'm not going to get anything out of this they just want free food and so I'm really curious you know as you get into bigger cities owners obviously like you said know hey this is good press like you know we can get something out of it so what we do get we get a lot of customers that order off the Instagram Oh wow! so they'll literally say we want this yeah. This and they'll oh, just okay. point to oh, that's whatever cool. they've seen on Instagram, whether it's our Instagram or someone else's Instagram, yeah. which is kind of cool. So I could see and understand why yeah, they sure. would like to collab. Yeah. But then what you're saying is um, their mindset as a business owner. I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. And there, there is a great deal of people that are freeloaders For and sure. will do this. We have people that. We have an order gratuity system on four guests of more or more. Yeah, we have to. Right, it's, times has changed and and it just needs to be for the protection of our staff. Yeah, you know, they need to earn and, and the, it's it's very abusive sometimes in this industry. Mm-hmm. So we had this one customer and I'll never forget this. We had a kitchen fire, so we had to stop service at around 7 o'clock on a Friday. Hmm. It's devastating, but it happens. You know, you can't lose sleep over it. The table of four had their dinner, had their desserts, and they were just about ready to pay when I announced, okay, kitchen's closed. So the guy went up to the server and said, hey, since, you know, the kitchen had to close early, can you take off the auto gratuity? 
And it was a party of six or eight. It was right? a party of six. Oh my god. So the server, without telling me, because if she told me, I would have screamed so loud that that guy would have <laughs> rattled his cages. I don't take that shit. Yeah. I don't take freeloading. I don't take freeloading, and I don't take bad reviews. Yeah. It's not because I'm perfect or my staff is perfect. But bullshit is bullshit, and right. I'm not gonna stand up. So I'm, I'm uh, I, I bully bullies. Yeah. So <laughs> she did. She went and took off the order of gratuity, oh and he left a one dollar tip. A one dollar tip. So there's people out there that do that, but That's can't nice. lose sleep over it. There's people that will say, hey, "Can I get a free beer for waiting for my food?" And we don't give anything for free. Yeah. That's we'll. Crazy. I'll reach out to. Um, to bloggers and uh, and and such, yeah. and I'll say, hey, listen, why don't you come in and let's collaborate? I won't offer them anything. Mm-hmm. I'll say, what would you like? How would you like to work this out? Mm-hmm. If they say, oh, just get, you know, cover the food, okay, no problem. Usually, I'll give them a gift card and say, here's a gift card. Here's fifty dollars worth of food. Spend on it. But then yeah. there's other bloggers that have a huge following that will call up and say hey me and four guests are coming in yeah. and yeah. and I'll say okay you got a $50 credit and their bill would be 150 and there's one that will be like oh Kamal said it's covered hmm. <laughs> yeah it's um, it's a catch 22 yeah it really they have is. to be really considerate because the cost yeah. to operate a business is for sure it's yeah. through the roof like well, especially we, now t- yeah. till today this past year we had 7% Increased in living costs. Yeah. Cost of living went up by seven percent. Inflation, seven percent. Do you think we went up seven percent on our pricing? Uh, okay, so a seven percent increase yeah. in inflation and cost of living. For us to give that back, to absorb that, not necessarily absorb that, but to pass the buck along. Yeah, we'd have to go up at least twelve percent to justify seven percent. Did you raise prices at all no, this last year? we haven't raised our prices. Wow. That we've added items that were priced according to yeah. today's, you know, today's struggle. Mm-hmm. But there's items that are just not yeah. justifiable, especially for a breakfast joint. Yeah. How much are you going to be able to charge for, you know, a Western <laughs> omelet, yeah. you know? Hmm. Although we're making our bread from scratch and we got a baker that we're, we'll have to give him a fair livable wage where right. he's earning money and not living paycheck to paycheck yeah you know, so. especially for that job yeah yeah um yeah, i know a lot of our listeners are owners and a lot of them i talk i see on like a weekly basis don't give in <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm thinking as you're saying this i'm thinking of these questions that i i i want like an owner back in syracuse to hear your answer yeah absolutely um, we're in it together yeah you know. Restaurants in Syracuse have gotten have, have all most of them have raised their prices exponentially over the last year, and there was one owner. This is two years ago, but uh, I've told this story a few times on the podcast. But they were they were dead, and they were complaining about you know how hard it was. And I looked at their menu, and everything was really cheap. And they're kind of a nicer sit down restaurant, so I said, "You've got to raise your prices. Like you're you're charging way too little." And um, like two weeks later, my wife and I went in there for dinner, and right as we're about to, we sit down, we're about to pick up the menu and order, or look at the menu, he comes out and he goes, hey, I took your advice, we raised our prices, everything's great, nobody said anything. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then I looked at the menu, I was like, holy shit, you went too high. It's like you went way oh too high on your prices. Um, it's hard. He went 10% yeah, increase. <laughs> no, he went about 30% oh, increase on man. his prices. But, but it is, I mean, 
you know, it's it's challenging. And, you know, we just, we're, I reach out to this guy. He has this movement in Syracuse where he's, he'll put restaurants on blast if they're not paying $15 an hour to all their staff. Okay. And, um, and so I just reached out to him to try and have him on the podcast because, you know, his whole thing is you have to pay a livable wage. But I know from the consumer standpoint that and from the restaurant standpoint, as they raise that wage, they're going to jack their prices up. And I'm Someone wondering, has to. yeah, I'm wondering what is that break point, you know, today for consumers? Well, you, it's, it's so we're like it caught right now. I sp- I'm not just speaking on behalf of my company or what we're experiencing. I think we as a world mm. are going through a quantum leap, if you may. Yeah. It's like, you know, we're caught in the middle of it. We're, we're experiencing change and a shift in everything. Everything our thinking is, is shifting. And the trial and error is happening on our behalf. Yeah. So these restaurants that are facing these challenges and want to, you know, want to pay their staff livable wages, mm-hmm. we, we all want to do that. And by far, we're doing the best we can for that. But we're experiencing it. Okay, where, you know, when do, where, where do we get it back? So we're ha- having a, a livable wage for ourselves. Yeah. And how do we educate the consumer? Mm-hmm. We started by charging a credit card processing fee, mm-hmm. which you've seen more and more places do. But we were one of the first. We were mm-hmm. we were the first in making to do at that. First, yeah. And you know, I had my staff. I give my staff the uh, free will to challenge decisions we make, and mm-hmm. you know, they were concerned about that. But um, we needed to do that. Yeah. And in the beginning, it was hard because people were not used to it but as they became more accustomed to it it goes away but there is that trial period of abuse yeah and that trial period where you're going to go down in numbers and if it's not a community thing where when i say community i'm saying restaurants in general or you know retailers or people mom and pop shops that are paying part-time employees or full-time employees that depend on us if we don't join hands and think collectively to do these things we'll never succeed we can't we can't i can't sit back and say let these guys fail on raising their prices and let me cap steal one or two customers Mm -hmm. because eventually it's going to bite me in the butt you know we have to work together and understand like listen there's no shortcuts to this and you being the last ship is not going to benefit anyone you know yeah. We have to do this together. It's like when milk, there was, a, I don't know if you remember, there was an issue with milk where it was, uh, you know, some companies were forcing the prices down where it started affecting the farmers and you couldn't raise the prices and it became a shit show. Yeah. I don't know the exact story behind it, but if you do your research on it, you'll get the gist of it. And that's what we have to, hmm. business owners have to consider the fact that we have to do this and we just have to keep moving forward. And the outside world, that is experienced in this and feel like they're the butt of the joke or they're getting the last lash. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but we're all in this together. And it's unfortunate that you're going to experience a price increase and we're going to experience loss of business because of this. But it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a necessary step 
to a better tomorrow. And unfortunately, we're the ones that are doing it. I call it Gen X. <laughs> Us, Gen, I'm a Generation X, and we're you know we went from analog to digital, and we you know. <laughs> Yeah. That's where the auto gratuity helps as well. Yeah. Kind of helps that buffer where, you know, especially front of house is guaranteed a certain amount. They're not getting gypped like that guy yeah. that gives a dollar. It, it's a full circle. Like the customer also needs to, yeah. you know, consider, okay, cost of living went up. Maybe mm. I'll give the server an extra couple of bucks. Yeah. You know, is it going to affect me personally like mm. that you know the consumer like is it going to affect me the extra couple of dollars in my pocket can it help this person that's you know working yeah. during the pandemic serving people without a mask you know mm-hmm. putting their health at risk you know right know we're not nurses or yeah. anything like that but we are serving people with no mask we For are sure. touching we're their therapists dirt. people eat <laughs> to clear their <laughs> depression yeah, 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 you have a sure. bad day yeah. you need to go makeup you, you know date night is all in restaurants yeah. and hmm. yeah at all i mean really it's like especially running around and talking to and hanging out at so many different restaurants it's amazing how much uh all the if you want to know something that's happened in the community, go hang out in a couple, like two different restaurants in a day. Absolutely. You'll find out everything. Um, you know, yeah, it's, uh, and I mean, it's, yeah, it was really bad two years ago. It's starting to get that way again with, you know, safety and people, you know, all that kind of stuff and the staff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just in, you know, tipping, I, you know, I'd say from the pandemic, uh, our, you know, my wife and I, when we go out to dinner, our, you know, what we would usually leave as a gratuity has gone up 10% just because we know, listen, it's a pain in the ass to be in this industry right now. Um, a good friend of mine, uh, his name's Bud back in, uh, in Syracuse. He has a business called restaurant QB and essentially he's, um, I don't know you ever hear like dining Alliance, uh, back in the day. Yeah. Like a buying did, yeah. Group. yeah. So Bud was like the person who got dining Alliance in the Northeast. Um, and so he, when they got bought out, he left and started his own thing uh, a couple years later. And so now that's what he does, restaurant QB. So, you know, if you need if you have linens or Coke or credit, whatever, he has somebody that will save you money on it. Oh, nice. Um, He's got a guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's guy. essentially what it is. It's I've got a friend who's in this industry, and he'll get, you know, does it's this. It's like a buying group. Yeah, we've yeah. worked on doing something like that. We have people that reach out to us that, oh, that's cool. that want to open a restaurant and um, – I still do it to help, but eventually consulting is going to be yeah. like when I get out of the kitchen and we'll set them up with the accountant, the attorney, yeah. A to Z, draw up a lease for them and just, you know, coach them through the steps, work on a menu. So Yeah. But Bud start Bud saw the shock and claws thing that, you know, it's like a national, um, a bunch of friends got together a couple Christmases ago, each brought a hundred dollars, went to a diner paid their bill and then gave the balance. I saw that. I see that on TikTok. Oh, that's awesome. So he started it and uh, he did one or two in uh, this December and then I was like, let's do this every month. And um, so we've we've done two now. We had one with 16 people and then we just had one with, I think, 14 people. What is it that... So we call it the Breakfast Club of Syracuse and basically we've got... um, I think we've got 300, 350 people that, like, join the Facebook group or email list. Cool. And once a month, we pick a new place to go have breakfast. We tell everybody about it, try and get as many of them to join us. And then everybody brings a $100 bill. We pay for our breakfast collectively. 
and then give the balance to the, the wait staff. Oh, that's and, awesome! And to the whole, like to the whole server staff. Nice. Um, and we just did one last Saturday. We had, I guess, I think we had 14 people there. And split amongst the four servers, we were able to give them twelve hundred bucks. Oh, you know? that's awesome! Um, and they were all, you know, freaking, uh, you know, just that's so. amazing. It's really cool to do that stuff, especially right now. Especially right now, like yeah. we were just closed. Uh, not we just too closed long. for a week. The third time, of, you know, we had our chef, our baker, our two oh, managers wow. got COVID at the same time. We're like, all right, shut Jeez. it down. Yeah. What do you do? And it's not just shutting down. At least we're just paying rent. These people are losing their salary for a week. Yeah. We can't afford it. And then we're losing all the food that we have all to throw the, out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's devastating. Hmm. So it, that that goes a long way. I think we should start doing that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Breakfast right. Club. I'm I love hoping, it. Uh, my hope is one day to get like 100 people at one spot. Yeah. You Amazing. will. That's come awesome. Here. Come, come, come here. We'll <laughs> 100 should be Beacon Bread Company. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, you know, that'd be like, you know, life-changing money to a certain extent for Absolutely. somebody, you know. It's get a just, couple grand. even if it's not a life, it, it, what it changes, it, the life-changing experience is no, the act of kindness yes. itself. Yeah. More than the, more than the money. It's just, it, yeah. the, you know, the, the appreciation for someone and what they're doing. We, 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 man, we got slammed here once they, sh- when they shut down Manhattan, mm. We're one hour north of New York City on the Metro North from Grand Central. So Hmm. they came in in flocks. And, you know, Beacon is up there in the top top 100 in the country top cities mm. in the so we, we're blessed with that by every by all means it was a it was a blessing in every way it saved our ass yeah but you get to a tipping point where it's out of control mm. yeah and i mean i've had servers run to the back crying hysterical mm. if not from the customers from just the pressure of performing having a mask getting somebody that doesn't want to put on a mask that's calling them a sheep or yeah you know and that's fine you're entitled to your opinion but when you're in public you know All right or you come into our place just respect it or don't come in just don't give us a hard time about the our beliefs you yeah know? yeah for sure just leave us let us deal with it. we're dealing with a lot of shit and there's people that are angry there's people that are that uh, have a, a problem at home and they're going to take it out on the next best thing and that's right. your server you yeah. know what i mean and so when you do things like that even it's like I mean, we don't have a group of people lena and i go out to eat you know it's not your typical 20 percent. we make it our business to go above and beyond even if it's 25 percent. that just acknowledgement of an extra five percent or whatever it just yeah. means everything or a thank you or a review the reviews mean everything oh for sure knowing the server's name is important to us we want to know their name that way hmm. we can put a review in the owners i check every single review i get good bad and ugly hmm. and unfortunately I, they don't put the names of the servers but i wish they did <laughs> you we know, had especially the good ones we yeah. had a customer um should I say this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> this weekend that came in and was like a really challenging customer. Was, Dare you I know. say Karen? <laughs> Sorry, Karen. <laughs> she, she left well. She came in and she just challenged our mm. servers. They would come to the back and they'd be like, oof, you know, how do I handle this? But yeah. they did. And by the end of their meal, yeah. when they got up to leave and pay the check, they were like, mm. you know, 
You guys are all so nice. She felt bad. <laughs> you guys are all so nice here. Yeah. And that meant the world to them. They were I like, bet. oh, mission accomplished. Like yeah. she, you know, Karen mm. turned into Cindy or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Hope your wife isn't Karen. No, Sorry, no, Karen. <laughs> Uh, yeah, l- my wife's name is Rebecca, so luckily Rebecca's didn't, that wasn't the name that they gave everybody. Right? Um, How'd they get the name Karen? I am so sorry, but guess what? I think all Karens are the sweetest people because now they have like to yeah, now they have, they have, now to, they have a yeah. challenge to like go against that name. They have to contact cancel the culture and yeah. cancel the yeah. Karen. Like, no, we're actually the nicest people. You know what? It just dawned on me. I think the Karen came from an old Dane Cook bit. Really? It did. It came. From, I don't, I'm assuming that that's where it came from because. Back in like 2006, 2007, when Dane Cook was really big, um, you know, he was selling out every arena in the country. He had this bit about your group, like women, your group of friends, and Karen is always the. <laughs> and he was like, he's like, everybody has a Karen. It's always Karen. I'm assuming that's where the oh, modern day term yes, it's probably. Karen came from. I yeah. think it should have been Barbara because no one names their kid Barbara, Barbara. anymore. <laughs> yeah, there, there's not Who many names Barbs their kid yeah. anymore. Karen is still a common name. Right. Oh, we have a butcher named Barbara in town. Sorry, Barbara. She's very sweet, though. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Well, hey, listen, thank you both for taking time. Thank you. Yeah, thank it was you. nice having you here. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks long, for coming to visit us. Down. We appreciate Come it. Come back with your breakfast it, club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have the best servers right. in town. <laughs> well, there it is, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Local New York podcast. Make sure that you subscribe whatever platform you're listening to this on. You can also catch the video version over on our YouTube channel. Leave us a review. Let us, let us know what you think of the Local New York podcast, whatever platform that you are listening to this on. And connect with us online. Head over to social media, anything. Look for Eat Local New York. You can also find us online at eatlocalnewyork.com. Well, thanks so much for listening. We're going to catch you next week right here on the Eat Local New York podcast. Mm-hmm.